Welcome back to One Winning Pod, where we're back. The bye week is over, and we had an opportunity to sit back, reflect on the Ravens, who are 9-3, and three, and kind of think about what they could get better at as they go ahead uh, later this week and play the Rams at home, which is a big game because the Rams, as we know, just defeated the Cleveland Browns to help us out in the division, but also uh, kind of proving that they're a little bit of a force, too, after their bye week. First, let's let's talk about our bye week, and I think starting off at the top, one of the biggest units in transition, maybe even in the NFL, is uh, the Ravens' passing offense with Mark Andrews not in it. The bona fide number one target for Lamar Jackson since he's been an NFL quarterback is not going to be available until a hopeful Super Bowl run, maybe, and uh, the team has to transition. And it was uh, not the best first performance without him, but we also have seen this offense without him before and think that it has opportunity to grow. But guys, what are you thinking about this offense? What are you hoping they figured out over the bye week? Yeah, for me, it's the same I've been saying uh, since last week, the week before, like when we knew Andrews was down. Who is the guy now? I think that you have a lot of talented guys uh, who can go out there. Obviously, Zay has been incredible his rookie year. Uh, the other Zay, likely, we know that he can do things. He's not the same player that Andrews is, but he has a, a high ceiling if he's able to put it all together. Um, Odell, is he going to stay healthy? I mean, you got all these players, and there's more I can ramble off, but I'm just not convinced yet that they have a guy who, when the game is on the line and you need that key third down, fourth down to keep it going, you, we'd always knew that Mark Andrews, you know, had a very high probability of making that play. We knew Lamar was comfortable uh, throwing it to him. And I think it's going to be that's going to be something to watch a lot in these next five weeks, um, which is going to be tough because the AFC is crowded, and I don't think the Ravens can say that their their uh, spot in the postseason is fully secure at this point. But um, before the playoffs, I think they're going to need to figure out who that guy is, and maybe we'll get a, a that answer as quickly as this coming game uh, against the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I think the wild card is definitely Bateman. Um, Zay, we know is going to get involved. He's going to get his touches. Um, a lot of it, I think, is just going to be uh, scheming around, trying to get him open. Um, you know, we saw a little bit of that too with that last touchdown he had. Um, you know, where they they ended up calling a run play his way, and he just made a couple guys miss and took off, scored a touchdown at the end of the game. But, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think Zay, I think he could be in that position, but he just, I, I guess, maybe doesn't have the rapport, the like, you know, the 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 rapport that maybe like an Andrews did with, with Lamar yet. Um, and also, I mean, you know, concerns about, you know, size and just, you know, those matchups when, you know, you need to get, you know, five, six yards. Can you beat your guy off the line and be able to get that little separation uh, to be able to make that tight contested catch? Um, you know, we'll see. Could be Zay, but um, the good news is, you know, Odell, I, I've liked, you know, him getting involved and you know for a couple of weeks i think we were a little bit concerned just with you know hey we were trying to get him involved and it really wasn't clicking um you know he's trending up right now so he could definitely be one of those guys to make those plays um as long as his streak keeps going but uh but yeah bateman really feels like the, the wild card to me because i mean he's made a couple of really fantastic catches um in terms of like body adjustment and um, you know, making those plays in traffic when he's got all these guys around him where if, you know, if it goes off his hands, there's an interception waiting to happen. So, um, you know, I, I think he could do it, but the big question mark with Bateman is just like, is he, you know, is Lamar going to see him really? Um, you know, is he going to go his way? And, you know, we're hope hope that they have a lot of practice over, you know, the buy and, you know, able to work on that a little bit. And, you know, those guys getting together and just being like, you know, Hey, like throw me the ball, just throw it up. Like, give me, give me a shot. No, let me come down with it. Yeah. That's a good question. I'm like, non unsure if, uh, any practice sessions happened away from the team facilities, because we know that Harbs gave him the week off, but like this passing offense, you know, might've needed that, uh, a time to rep it. So I'm wondering, uh, you know, they got any reps together or at least talked who knows i mean that to play some cod or you know something some, yeah some team, team building, building activities right? yeah, exactly. Trust like, what, <laughs> i mean whatever they want to do you know yeah but i will say i think you bring up a good point you know bateman x factor here but i also think what was interesting from 
the presser is uh, Harbaugh said today they were like self-scouting and looking at what they've done throughout the year, you know, what they want to go back to, what's been working for them, what's not working and, and what maybe served them well, but isn't what they want going forward. And I think it's an interesting statement because maybe there are going to be some aspects of the offense, which they think maybe with out Mark Andrews, for instance, they need to get rid of or like, you know, move forward from. So I'm definitely eager to see this offense coming off the bye against a decent opponent of the Rams and see like, are they going to cause many screen passes? That seemed to be a big piece of the Munkin offense and uh, some mixed results there. I think that it's smart that we run those plays. I think it really makes them have to account for those blades of grass, but I also understand that uh, they don't always work out, you know, and we're in a results based business here. So uh, just, I'm eager to see like the progression and, you know, maybe the X receiver will be a higher, uh, you know, read for Lamar and they'll get more touches to Bateman. But I'm definitely super curious about that because we can easily say, oh, you know, going against the Chargers, even though it was a little bit of a longer week, AFC opponent, the travel, they weren't trying to mix things up too much. Now you've had two weeks, you're at home. Uh, Let's see what they're going to do. Yeah, definitely. I think you bring up a really good point with the fact that with Andrews going down, we're going to see some changes in some things. Um, For one, I wouldn't be shocked if we see less heavy personnel, right? Because at this point, you know, with Andrews out, it's much more likely that it's going to be a run play, right? In that situation. Uh, They haven't shown to this point that they're going to uh, give likely a lot of targets. Uh, Kolar is lucky to get a single target in a game. Um, You know, it's uh, we we saw against the Bengals when Mark went down, you know, they did spread it around a lot with the wide receivers. They had some more spread concepts in there um, that could be obviously I think that you look at that unit as a whole, like we said, and there's questions as to whether or not that unit can sustain that long term. Um, But I think with Andrews out, you'd like to go there, particularly I think because with Isaiah likely taking over Andrews spot, the thing about likely, I think we're, we're seeing is that he's not really a prototypical tight end, right? I mean, he's hasn't been terribly consistent going over the middle in his career yet to date. Uh, He's very athletic. I think he's good out in, in space. Uh, He can take a screen and do things with it. We saw that against the chargers, but I mean, yeah, the, the loss of Andrews and not really having a guy who projects super well in that same role. It, yeah, you're going to have to change up some things um, unless I mean, I guess the only other option there is to just get Kolar way up to further speed than he is, because I think he does have a similar skill set to Andrews. His skill set's much closer to Andrews than Likely's is. But, you know, hasn't really shown at this point that he can do that with any consistency um, at, at the NFL level had, had some good plays during the preseason. Sure. But as far as the NFL level, it, it, we, we just haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Another thing that they're going to have to get figured out too. Um, you know, I think it's a great point of just not having Andrews or, you know, not knowing who's going to kind of be that guy uh, making plays over the middle of the field. Where else do you attack the, you know, other parts of the field, right? Right now we know the Munkin offense um, at the screen game is a big part of their offense. So, you know, they could certainly test the the shallow flats a bunch and then just kind of see, um, you know, test and see if, if, if guys would be able to rally up and take a, and make a tackle. But um, another area we've been calling for improvement, the deep passing game, particularly on the sidelines of they really haven't had a whole lot of uh, connections on the, on those deep passing balls. So, um, you know, that's another area that you can try to attack the field that they're really not taking too much advantage of today. Um, and it's not because of opportunities, just they haven't been able to make things work. So, um, and obviously it's not just the, you know, it's not just Lamar. It's not just the receivers is a big part of this, um, you know, pass protection of the offensive line, which, you know, I guess we can maybe talk about, but, um, that's going to be another one where they're going to have to figure things out. Um, the big question mark we talked about last week was just the the health of Ronnie Stanley, and if he's going to be able to get healthy and be able to look a little bit closer to, you know, some of his, um, you know, peak games this season, because what we saw against the Chargers and, you know, the game before that, just what was not up to, you know, Ronnie's, you know, standard. And, uh, you know, obviously he's not the only piece of the offensive line that we're concerned about, but, um, you know, certainly I think it's a huge part being that left tackle spot of, 
you know, you're always going to have, um, you know, some of the best rushers going on against that side. So if Lamar is going to be able to hit um, any of these things, um, these deep outs, we're going to be able to have to have time to do that. Oh, so true. And it's interesting because Mark Andrews basically always runs routes. So if he was out there, you weren't really expecting him to block in line. But now it's not so much a given that these tight ends are going to, you know, go run around. They might actually stay back and block and. I think it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt to this this tackle problem. Hopefully they did have time to heal up. Him and Moses are both playing with injury, and if they're playing better, that will be great. But if not, frankly, I, I'm all about protecting Lamar. <laughs> and if I have to lose a passing option, so be it. So I think they need to hold somebody back to help protect and um, you know, until proven otherwise. So that's going to be a scheme change. Um, not necessarily a full on scheme change. It's not like they never did that before, but it's going to be, I think, a point of emphasis. So again, uh, another thing I'm very curious about come Sunday. And I think leading right into that, you know, another interesting thing to see is going to be, do we see any expansion of uh, Keaton Mitchell's role? Obviously the past few games, he's, we were all expecting him to have a chance to be a spark in this offense, but I think his contribution has been a lot more than, anyone was expecting i mean from game, every game that he's been in since the seattle one he's made plays multiple at that but when you're talking about pass protection i mean gus edwards and justice hill are clearly ahead of him right now as far as that so is that going to keep him off the field a little more um you know is there with it being more spread and less heavy less blockers when he goes out there i think he's shown a better ability to break tackles than we were expecting. And and I think an improvement from the preseason as well, but he's still, you know, needs more blocking than those other two guys do to, uh, to really spring a big one. So I think that's another thing that's going to be interesting. We now know that Keaton Mitchell is a guy who can produce at the NFL level. Um, he is definitely a weapon in this offense, but I think the question still remains just how big is his role? How big can it be? Um, because, when you got a guy with that playmaking ability and like you said, you're down, you're honestly outside of Lamar Jackson, you're down your biggest, your two biggest playmakers that you were hoping to have at this point in the season going into it. I mean, Dobbins has been out since halfway through the, the first game and now we've lost Andrews. So, um, you know, having Mitchell come onto the scene, I think is going to be really critical for this offense going forward. Um, even if that role is limited. So, It'll be interesting to see if the bye week brings any new wrinkles to what the offense wants to do uh, do with Mitchell in these last few games and then going into the postseason. More snaps for Mitchell? Sign me up. <laughs> yes, please. More. But yeah, more. he's just completely electric, man. Um, yeah, I mean, we got to find more ways to do him. But I mean, the, the, the key, and I think for a young player too, is just finding that right workload balance. Um, you know, you don't want to lean on him too much and then you know, I don't know, risk another hamstring injury, for example, because, you know, we've, we've had a couple of those hold him out. So, um, but whatever, you know, whatever that limit is, you get real close to that <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's the weapon X in this offense right now, man. I mean, he's just so good. Um, everybody's talking about a vision. It's just crazy. Um, you know, just contact balance, everything. It's just, yeah. I mean, he is like, I mean, I feel like, you know, it, it, it's probably not that far off to say he's the most explosive player on this offense right now. And so, yeah, you need to give the guy more touches. Yeah, tremendous home run abilities. Just, uh, it's so much fun to watch. I, I, yeah, get him the ball more. You know, the the thing that was interesting is um, I was watching this, like, long video about the special things the Ravens do with, you know, just the, the way they run their offense. And I want to see more of those run-run-pass options when they fake the run going one way, like a sweep, maybe it's Keen sweeping across the formation, maybe it's Zay, and then uh, Lamar kind of like is running the opposite way, and then there's a, a you know a, a slant or a hitch that he can throw the ball to. I think those are really dynamic plays, and we haven't seen many of them. Or if we're seeing them, they're they're going with the give more often, so mm-hmm. you don't get to see the fun <laughs> of the run pass. So <laughs> I want to see I want to see some run pass, man, because I think that's just so deadly. I think it's going to be so hard to beat. You know, you're just basically keying off a middle linebacker, and and they can't win. They're, it's like damn if you do, damn if you don't. So I want to I want to see more of that. I think that's a way that we can just like I feel like 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 you know 
uh, Need for Speed. It's like the the NOS button, you know. <laughs> it's like if you want to take this all into the next level, it's like they're holding off. They're like trying to win the race without it because you know it's a depleting resource, maybe. <laughs> but they're like, hit it. <laughs> you know, that's how they, that's how you can win some games. So uh, definitely, you know, maybe we don't see it against the Rams, but maybe we see it against the Jags, or maybe we see it against Miami 49ers, etc. Um, but I think it's it's a, a a part of the offense that makes us kind of unique and and could just be super powerful. Man, all right, well. Lot there on the offense, which uh, you know that makes sense. There's uh, there has been times this season where the offense has looked lights out, and other times where it looks like it's an offense that doesn't deserve to you know be helming a, a playoff team. But you know, like we said, I think there's a lot of potential there, and you know, as long as Lamar Jackson's back there, anything can happen, right? But um, moving on to the defense, um, I think we're gonna have a lot less to say here. Uh, I think you know, keep doing what they're doing, right? We talked about going into the Chargers game. Uh, there was some sloppiness starting to start in that unit, and we saw them sure that up for for certain. There, <laughs> that was an excellent performance against the Chargers uh, across the board. Um, so many good things there from the defense. Really, the the big thing with you're looking at with the defense. I mean, just what I hope in the off off and this off week they were doing is just you know, like hey, we had a great year, but. Where can we get better? Because you look at the next four games this team has, I think you could make an argument that each of those four games, you're facing offenses that are stronger than any offense that this uh, defense has faced um, up to date. I mean, the Rams, like we're going to talk about, um, they struggle at the beginning of the year. They're healthy now. Um, they, they just put up a great game against the Browns, who are uh, uh, also a very strong defense this year. Possibly, you know, if we're being unbiased here, you could make an argument that the Browns are the best defense in the NFL this year. I don't know if I completely buy that, but you could make the argument. But then, of course, you got the Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, he's starting to heat up again, just like last year. The 49ers, good gosh, the 49ers. And then Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins. This is going to be a big test for this defense. I think they're up for it, but it is certainly... it's it's not comparable. I don't think it's comparable to any stretch that they've had to date of this season of what they're going to have to face the next four weeks. I feel like the big one for me, how they're going to have to survive this. I I hate to go back to the offense here, but like complimentary football is definitely going to have to be there of, I think the offense is going to have to do what they can, um, you know, lean on Mitchell and Gus on the run game and really like help balance out and, and hopefully win the time of possession. Like that, that's gotta be the first one. If, if the, Ravens offense is just behind and the defense is, is, um, you know, playing most of the snaps. I think that that's going to cascade really quickly. Um, I think the last couple of games before the bye, we kind of noted that the defensive line looked a little gas, just wasn't playing um, at least for one of those games in there, just kinda wasn't playing to the same uh, standard, I guess, or same intensity as we had kind of Browns seen. Browns game. I, say I got a little bit better with against the chargers. Yeah. I think it was the Browns one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it got a little bit better, especially at the Chargers game, because you had that long uh, Thursday to Thursday, Sunday night rest. Um, but but still, I mean, you know, going against, like you said, all those high powered offenses of, you know, one game, you feel out of snaps, you know, that affects your next game and the next game. And it's just going to get worse and worse. And honestly, it's one of those schedules, too. It seems like get worse the further along you go. It's like the Jags are a good team, but the 49ers right now are a really, really good team. And, you know, Miami at that point, you know, might be the best of them all. I don't know. But, um, yeah, um, snap management, load management is going to be a big one. Um, I'd say we're going to get reinforcements. I don't really know. Um, Bowser at this point, I don't think is going to be a a part of this team in this year. But um, certainly I think, you know, they've they've done a good job in in rotating guys and, you know, getting people – getting people the the snaps that they need and being effective in that. So I, I'm confident McDonald will do that. But uh but yeah, overall just just managing the number of snaps um as a whole is gonna be huge. That's awesome. Yeah, snap management is is super important. And I, I'm glad you brought it up because one thing I said is I wanted just to see a continue continuation of the physicality. You know, there was a little bit of a down in physicality leading into um the Thursday night game and then uh and then we saw it kind of pick up again Thursday night. They like came out like gangbusters, and then they looked even better against the uh, Chargers. So I think I want to continue to see that you know rest stack up. But this is awesome. I feel like this is like the final test and validation stage for the defense. Kind of go back to what Peter was saying. Like I do agree that this is going to be the 
next level of offenses. Remember I said a couple weeks back, I was looking forward to the Burrow matchup. And unfortunately, we didn't get too much of it because I was like, he's the only guy that might actually dare this defense. Because some of these quarterbacks, I just think, don't have the uh, cojones to, <laughs> to, like, you know, try to deliver the ball where it needs to go. And they're scared to go against, you know, the cover two shells that they're seeing. And they're trying to be conservative and play basically right into our hands. Well, I think these these top flight quarterbacks, you know, Stafford's seen it all. Uh, Lawrence and his big neck, he can see anything. You know, he can see the whole world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, Brock Purdy, Slant Master McGee. Uh, he, uh, he might do something too with those crazy weapons. And then, uh, and then of course, uh, you've got Tua who like, I don't think he has the arm strength as we've discussed, but those weapons are insane. So you don't need it. You just need to get, get those guys in stride and that's it. (laughs) That offense. I know. So I, uh, I'm so super stoked to see how we can handle them all. I hope they're all at full power. I hope they give us their best. And I hope to see us overcome. It's going to be awesome. I do anticipate the defense will have trouble in one of these games. I'm not saying that necessarily we lose, but we're going to see a game, at least one, right? Like if they, if they like crush these teams and then they make them look meager, then, you know, greatest defense of all time, potentially, but most likely they're going to be a little worse for the wear, have some battle wounds, but that's something that they can learn from because again, you know, you just don't want to get stunned in the playoffs because you can only lose zero times <laughs> you can't lose you know it's uh, i'd rather get stunned in a game early like 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 let's say on christmas you know we don't get our present under the tree and purdy throws for 400 yards and you know scores six consecutive touchdown drives or you know something ridiculous like they just did against the eagles well you know figure it out that's an opportunity to figure it out and that didn't happen in the playoffs you can recover it's like the lowest priority win frankly of the set like I'm, I'm if you told me i had to lose san francisco to beat jacksonville and miami i take it because those really matter in afc seating and nfc doesn't so you know i want to win all three i'm greedy but hey like that's a that's a huge opportunity to learn from potentially so definitely want to see how this defense is able to bounce back to in those moments all right well i guess with that we will move into talking about this first matchup after the bye week, unless there is any other topic that anyone's dying to delve into. <laughs> There's literally something on the on the sheet. I know, like, but see, here's the thing, man. It. Here's the thing. You know, last month I, I rewatched um, for the first time in ages um, uh, the Great Pumpkin with Charlie Brown and Linus, and you know what? Lin- Linus has a line in there that's you know pretty pretty iconic. I think a lot of people know it. And he said, you know, there's there's three things he's learned to to not talk to anyone uh, about through the years: religion, politics, and Justin Tucker missed field goal kicks. So, if you guys want to start that conversation, uh, you, you feel free. You feel free. But I'm I'm taking my uh, I'm taking my lesson from Master Linus over here. I won't talk about it unless Chris wants to talk about it. Just go for fourth down more often. That's that's yeah. it. Just you know, never kick. You don't. <laughs> I mean, you don't. We don't have to talk about it. Just talk about the other oh, thing. Man. That if you talk about that, the other thing goes away. Well, def- yeah, um, it's tough because it's just no, like, I, I don't really know how you break it down. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's happened more than we've liked this year. Um, you could make the argument none of it's Tucker's fault. You could make the argument that he is part of the. Uh, the equation. Um, it's just a really hard thing to, to break down in my opinion, unless you are someone who knows the ins and outs of, of kicking, you know, I mean, there's, yeah, you know, <laughs> here's why I don't think it's a talking point. We need a field goal. 55 yards. You going to take it. Damn right. We are. Absolutely. All right. Yep. <laughs> like, like it, even though we maybe have less confidence going into those kicks than we did before, I don't know how much decision-making it really does change. Um, maybe if it's fourth and one, it's a 55-yard field goal, you do go for it instead. Maybe. Like, I could see that. But, like, it's not necessarily that big of a change because he's still great. And it's just one of those things, like, I thought it was interesting that he, like, said he didn't take a breath. It was rushed. The operation wasn't on there. And I think one of the biggest things they can learn and it kind of goes back to maybe something we didn't talk too much about in the Chargers game is like, you can't take the timeouts with you. Consider taking a challenge, consider calling a timeout in abundance of caution. 
enable, empower Tucker to take a timeout. Be like, hey, I didn't. It's, this is not working out for me. You know, like I didn't get a chance to to breathe or whatever the hell you know he said he didn't get to do. Call the timeout so he can reset because that's important. Um, you know, we can't take him with us. So, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Something, yep, yep. something we're talking about. Just using those uh, opportunities and making sure you call challenges if necessary and use timeouts. What I will say, what I will say is this. What I will say is this. I have think that regardless of whatever's going on with the field goal operation, blocking snap, you know, Tucker's foot, the holder, whatever Tucker has been in this league for as long as he has been, has done whatever he's done. I don't care if he doesn't make another field goal the rest of the regular season. I say that it, I actually probably I do care because probably if he doesn't make another field goal the rest of the season, <laughs> we probably don't make the playoffs. But my point being, like if he goes, if he if his streak if he goes on a, a negative streak, I still think in the playoffs, I don't he'll he'll have ice in his veins. You know, anytime he goes out there, he's fully capable. He is more capable of making a kick than anyone else in the league. So, you know, if he's in a bad streak, I have no doubt in my mind he can figure it out and and just be absolutely dominant when we need him to be sure do hope so so yeah look at the rams they're six and six they beat the the browns they defeated joe flacco they even got a safety on joe flacco kind of cool uh and they're a team that's just been playing well since they're by uh they got the cardinals most teams beat the cardinals except for the pretender Steelers. and then uh (laughs) you got the they were able to beat the browns and uh They've also had a really good draft. So this team that was on a super hangover post-Super Bowl and uh, lost a bunch of talent is starting to figure things out again. Great coaching staff. And I think that's uh, it's an exciting team. That I'm sure the Rams faithful are excited to see that their team's becoming relevant faster than they maybe assumed after trading away the farm. The Rams faithful, all 20 of them, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. All, all 20 of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's cool. I I know this is one of the games I'm going to this year. And originally, honestly, I elected to go to this game simply because I looked at my schedule and I was just like, all right, this is a game where I am 99% sure like I'm going to have nothing on my calendar that day. <laughs> Opponent, I didn't really care about. But, you know, we see what the, what the uh, LA IKEA have done the past couple weeks. You know, they're... Uh, they're starting to put it together. And look, the first game against Arizona. Okay, fine. Arizona's terrible. You know, that is impressive, but sure, whatever. But yeah, against Cleveland, Cleveland's good. Cleveland, that defense is legitimate. They put up a lot of points there. They had a lot of success. You know, Flacco certainly made mistakes, but he didn't play awful. And the offense put up a little bit of a push. They were still able to come away with a win that game. So, We'll see what they do on the road on the East Coast, uh, particularly, you know, late in the year. That's a spot that I think that teams have trouble with who are coming from there. I say think because I didn't really have a chance to to go into the actual numbers behind it, but I could certainly think of several instances where, you know, just against the Ravens, we've seen teams from warm, warm climates who are having a good year come into Baltimore and just not be able to do anything. Um you know, but yeah, this is a matchup the Ravens are going to have to take very seriously. Again, like three weeks ago, this looked like a cakewalk matchup. It is not anymore. <laughs> this, I think that the Rams are hitting their stride at the right time, and this is going to be a tight contest. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, I, yeah, I feel like there's, um, you know, some familiar faces, but definitely, as you guys are saying, a lot of uh, a lot of young draft picks on this team. I think Puka Nakua is definitely the one um, that everyone has on their mind. I mean, he's just been having an incredible season at the receiver spot. Um, but uh, but I mean, the the Rams are also a team. I mean, they've had plenty of other names supporting guys in there. So I mean, it, it's hard to call him a supporting guy, but I mean, he has been a little bit injured, so he hasn't been as much of a focus. But Cooper Cup, um, also very good. You think that you know he's close to being put in putting some stuff together and, and being a force like he was a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, even at some other spots as well, you know, running back at tight end, like they've got some good players at those positions. So it, it feels like one of those teams, I don't know. It almost feels like one of those teams, like, um, like a Detroit, I guess at this point where you're just like, not a whole lot of star guys, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, cup is 
arguable again because of maybe his injuries, uh, re- at least recently. But um, it feels like a roster like that where it's just, you know, um, a lot of guys just playing really good ball right now. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, for the defense, I think there's there's a lot to you know a lot to be concerned about. I'm just uh, playing man and not letting guys uh, get behind them. Um, continuing to just play well as a secondary, um, you know, continue to put pressure on Stafford um, and, uh, you know, try to try to come out and, uh, you know, try to come out and rattle him a little bit. I am looking forward, though, to just being at home. I think it'll be a great matchup. Um, looking forward to uh, look at the looking forward to the crowd getting back into it again, uh, like we did against the Bengals. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting looking at this matchup. If we go to the offensive side, you got Puka Nakua, like you mentioned, Chris. This guy is dealing with an AC strain, which if you never heard of it before, is some sort of shoulder strain, which makes sense because he was like grabbing his chest area and then he came back and started playing. I was surprised. I thought he was done. I thought he broke a rib. I thought he tore a pack. I thought he had a real serious injury and he's able to come back and play and then, you know, is expected to gut through it a bit in this game. But he might be limited. And then, you know, Cup's been having some issues, as was noted. 2-2 Atwell. Shorty, like, finally decided to come and play this year a little bit. So he could be an interesting uh, component, very, very fast player. And then Demarcus Robinson, never forget that guy from last year who was on our team. Uh, he actually had some good catches in the game against the Browns. So you're looking at those pass catchers, not too shabby. They still have Tyler Higby there, although he has a questionable designation. And then uh, the running backs, fascinating room. I love that uh, this guy pulled out of the notes, but Kyron Williams is, uh, <laughs> you know, their running back. And that's significant because he was a guy we talked about, the Ravens potentially going after <laughs> back yep. in that draft last year. He's on our short list. Fifth round pick. Yeah, fifth round pick. So I thought that's – it's funny that it came up. Uh, I, I, I'll never forget um, – I was talking to Jason from Huddled Up Films, and he was talking about Kyron Williams, and he was like, dude, this guy's like electric. He's so good. I, I'm, I don't know, why are people not talking about him more? And then he like watched some more film, and he was like, dude. He can't pass block for anything. <laughs> he's the worst pass blocker I've ever seen. <laughs> and then and then other people were like, he's the greatest pass blocker I've ever seen. And then I was like, what is he? <laughs> and then he had an awful, awful, awful combine. And uh, just like the worst, you know, one of the worst combines. And I was like, ooh, interesting. And then the Rams picked him up. And I literally said in a chat, oh, he had a bad combine. And the Rams took him. That's a good sign for him. <laughs> and I drafted him in Dynasty. <laughs> Like, you know, I was like, that, that, that is their formula. That's how they got Cooper Cup. You know, they love finding the people who perform poorly at the Underwear Olympics, but actually have good, you know, stats on the gridiron. So uh, interesting to see that he kind of came from total relevance to a week one surprise that has completely continued throughout the year, coming back from an injury that was on IR, but he looked all the part in his first game back. Certainly helped playing the Cardinals. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, Kyron Williams, um, you know, it's crazy. At the beginning of the season, um, there were some people who were – there was a, certainly some chatter going around um, that, you know, looking at Cam Akers' stats from the end of last season and how, you know, he was pretty high in the efficiency rankings in December for the Rams. And there was talk that he'd be back in the saddle and be doing big things for the Rams this year. And, um, well – we saw that that train got derailed um, basically immediately, very shortly after the kickoff of the season. And Williams has just come in and he's just, you know, performed better than anyone outside of, you know, some people are following the Rams expected. I mean, even, even them, I'm, I'm sure he was a bit of a surprise. Um, you know, I mean, again, the games against Arizona, look, he's combined, he combined for uh, just over 300 yards uh, on the ground, average 8.4 yards per carry. Uh, three total touchdowns in those games, including 61 yards through the air. Just absolutely dominant. Um, but the rest of the games after that, I mean, he's been good, but those games have definitely been outliers. His his yards per carry is average, you know, just a tad over four. Scores touchdowns. I mean, scores touchdowns. He's had seven touchdowns outside the, the Rams games. Um, Yardage-wise, is you know, he's getting between like, you know, 50 to 100 all-purpose yards. So very solid. I just, you know... The, the Cardinals, the two Cardinals games made it seem like he might be a superstar in the making, but, you know, might want to put, pull the brakes on that talk a little bit before he does it against, you know, a real defense. But at the same time, though, certainly not a guy who can be overlooked because, I mean, even though that was against a poor defense that he put those performances against, still NFL caliber. So he's proven he can do it at this level 
the question is really just, you know, how consistently. Well, he has a good offensive line that he's behind. That's think that's the that's a positive thing. Most running backs have performed well with a good offensive line, and they uh, you know got boosted in the draft. Um, Steve Avila was a pick that they had, and he's already instantly contributing. And uh, that's like, I mean, we talked about it in the preview. We want to see how our offensive line responds to a bye week of rest, and hopefully they, they play better. Um, this is, you know, it's a, the train that gets everything going on offense. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, this is a, you know, at least from what I saw, from what I was able to watch today from how they played against the Browns, how they played against the Cardinals, very solid group. Very solid group. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're, you know, something I would call a dominant unit, but you watch them play and, you know, they're making holes for the running backs. They're protecting pockets that are, you know, good enough for Stafford to have enough time to to go back and, and do what he needs to do. The bye week certainly seemed to help them. Um, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to watch film from before that. I would have liked to, but from what I've seen from them from the most uh, recent output, this is a unit that's going to be pretty solid. And so, you know, Ravens, I'm, I, they've had success against everyone they played this year. So, you know, they'll give them a fight, but certainly going to be one that, you know, we're talking about the defensive line, you know, getting fatigued in that game against the Browns. It's going to be something that they're going to have to keep an eye on because it's, it's a unit that if the Ravens aren't careful, um, is capable of, of dictating the the trenches. And that's never something obviously that you want, because that's a very easy uh, recipe for losing a close game. I know I'm definitely looking forward to um, Justin Meta BK, um, just his performance, uh, you know, kind of going over to the uh, defensive side of the ball with, uh, with the Rams. I think, um, you know, he, a player he's often compared to Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald's going to be there. And I think it would be great uh, for Meta BK to, to have multiple sacks, in front of a guy that he gets, uh, you know, has a lot of respect for. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like when you talk about the Rams defense, Aaron Donald, he's still there. He's still a beast. Um, you know, maybe not at the uh, at the height, maybe of his career, maybe a little bit down from that. But I mean, he's still really, really good. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of other players as well um, on that line. Um, but uh, but I do think it's it's uh, their defense is generally a. Um, one that is definitely um, getting a lot of new guys, new talent in. Um, it's not the same defense as it was a couple of years ago when they made it to the Super Bowl. But, uh, but you know, Donald is, is probably one of the few guys that's still uh, still the anchor of that unit. Huge test. Huge <laughs> test, you know, for the interior line. This is uh, the marquee player of the NFL and uh, Hall of Famer. So, Linderbaum, better have a good game. Hope, hope for the best against, you know, for you and, and Simpson and and Zeitler, they're all going to have to deal with them one way or the other, I'm sure. So definitely interested in what tactics we use offensively to slow down these rushers because, uh, you know, it's not just him. They got the third-round rookie, Kobe Turner, as well. 5.5 sacks. I believe he was one of the sacks and the uh, three sacks to get the safety against yep. Flacco. Yep, him I and, uh, and Donald uh, tag-teamed. <laughs> yeah, I'll say this, man. When you saw that, Flacco a little bit turtled, but like it was also just like they decided to pin their ears back, man. They were just, and that's a good offensive line in the Cleveland, and they just they closed out that game. They were like, no chance, you're not, you're not getting an opportunity to go down and score and try to be heroic. It was unlikely, but they just completely closed the door, and that's something you love to see out of a defense. Obviously, you hate it against your own team, but that's that was a huge step up uh, moment for that whole unit. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at this matchup. Um the front seven of this of this Rams team is is where you know the Ravens are really going to have to look to focus. Um, the secondary, which we'll get to, I, I think the matchup's pretty favorable for the Ravens, but the front seven in particular, the defensive line, um, you know they they can get after the quarterback. I'm pretty sure um, I don't have the number up right with me right now, but I think that unit is on or the defense as a whole is on to 27 sacks for the year. So you know not. Not a bad number. Um, and look, I mean, Donald, it's easy to just look at his statistics this year and compare it to previous years and say, like, all right, this guy's, you know, lost a step or two. Um, you look on the film, he's still game wrecking. You know, he's, he's still there. Maybe he has lost a step or two, but I mean, 
if he has, then he's gone from, you know, best defensive player in the league to one of the best, right? So he's, he's still someone that, <laughs> that you're going to have to keep an eye on and, and really have some uh, strength there on the offensive line. Um, and you brought up uh, their, their third round rookie interior line guy, uh, Colby Turner. He's been having a great year. And then, you know, we're looking at, at guys who uh, we've looked at in our draft previews and guys who kind of highlighted this like, hey, you know, that guy looks like he'd be a good fit for the Ravens. Um, not Kenny Young. Kenny Young is no longer with the Rams. Um, I learned today. But they did draft uh, <laughs> Byron Young from Tennessee. He's an edge rusher, one of the guys that we had on our list of guys that we would have liked to see the Ravens uh, take a swing at. Obviously, the Ravens uh, went a different direction with Tavius Robinson. But um, Byron Young, yeah, he's he's also has five sacks on the year, just like uh, just like uh, Kobe, he's been explosive. You know, you turn on the film, he's there. He's forcing fumbles. He has two forced fumbles on the year. Very active on the line of scrimmage. You know, they've got him lined up uh, right right on the line, and he's uh, been really good in run defense. He's shown some pass rush moves. Uh, he's going to be someone that the Ravens are going to have to keep an eye out on. Um, the, like you guys have said. The Rams were used to this defense being, I think, a little more dominant than they were. They were the past couple of years. Um, definitely one of the better units in the league. They've lost a lot of those vet guys, as you guys already said. But I still think this is a very solid group, and this youth movement that they're getting with some of these guys, um, particularly these drafted guys who are coming in and making an impact immediately. Um, they're making this unit is is something that that could give our off our beat up offensive line some some struggle you know when i look at the offensive line you know i was mentioning the rams offensive line that's a unit that i think could could win against our defense if we're not careful i think our defensive line has the advantage there but this is the the matchup that i am really concerned for us here is our offensive line against this young uh defensive line paired with the force that is donald um you know, are, are they among the best in the league? I'm not sure if I'd go there, but they're certainly uh, a unit that I think will be a, a test for this offensive line of the Ravens. I think we might need to run right at them. I think That's so. a good yeah. way to slow down these guys, you know, and uh, hopefully establish something there and be able to kind of slow down the, the rush. That's, I, I mean, this might be a, an opportunity for the flip the switch and do a little bit more Lamar runs too. I, Hope that we don't have to come to that, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's uh, something in the playbook. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, from my side, I, you know, I, 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 I'm curious to see how they're going to balance it. I, I feel like, I feel like this has the potential. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like this, I feel like this is going to be a good one. It's a post buy game, which I'm excited about. I think uh, you know the Ravens tend to do pretty well in those games, kind of explode out, and. Uh, I don't know. I just think I've I've got good feeling. I've got a good feeling about this game. I feel like this could be, um, you know, kind of the offense showing a lot of new things. I think we could be uh, successful in the run game. I kind of lean on that a bit, but I I think that this is also a secondary. I think I want to test a little bit, um, make some plays downfield, kind of stretch it out, and uh, you know, see how we can attack them. I think I think um, I think going into it, you know, the Rams obviously, you know, they have the film from from us over the last couple of weeks and. You know they can look at it what they will, but uh, now they have the extra week with the buy and and be able to look at self scout and things like that. I I've, I just I have a good feeling about this one. I think the Ravens are gonna are gonna zig where uh, where the Rams think they're gonna zag, and I think I think they could be firing on all cylinders, man. Chris is having thoughts of Jackson Five color rush jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Could happen. So I don't know. I mean, like, you know, I, I think I, I totally agree. I mean, defensive line, um, Donald definitely scares me. I mean, that's the weakest part, I think, is pass protection um, on the offense, I, I think, by far. And, you know, we talked about it last week, too, with, you know, Lamar's hesitancy to kind of put on that second gear and be Superman. You know, he just stays in the pocket and he's going to take a sack um, in those situations, which is fine. Um. But uh, you know, looking at the secondary, like I don't know, man. None of these guys like scare me too much. Um, you know, you've got Witherspoon. He's a guy who's been around a little bit um, for the 49ers. He was with the Steelers actually for two years uh, before this uh, coming to the Rams. 
And, you know, you've got some other guys that the Ravens have seen before, like John Johnson. I was playing safety for the Rams now. He was over with the Browns. Um, mm-hmm. He was another high-profile guy that the Browns ended up signing. Didn't re- not you know work out for them at all. Um, you know they ended up releasing him into a big contract that they had signed him to, and they got a couple other guys as well, Jordan Fuller and, and um, Kobe Durant as well, um, younger guys um, playing on the secondary. But you know it's definitely a far cry from when they had guys like um, you know Ramsey and and, and Peters and. <laughs> everything in their secondary. So um, I think, I think it was going to be an opportunity, man. I'm looking forward to it. Got a good feeling about it. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I would say about their secondary um, to, to keep an eye out for this unit, only six interceptions on the year. Actually, I think, I think only five of those are from the secondary. One of those is a linebacker, um, but two in the past two games. Again, you had the Cardinals, and then they played Joe Flacco coming off the couch. And and honestly, Flacco on that interception, you know, I, I think even after the game, Flacco was just like that was a bad throw on my part. Like he was fr- he was really frustrated about that throw. But yeah, I mean, I, I think you just got to look at this secondary unit. And and yeah, I, on on tape, you know, they play a lot of deep zone. It does they're not very physical. Um, but like every other unit on this team. In the past few games, everything has been on on an upward trajectory for them. So, I think it's a matchup that the that is great opportunity for the Ravens to um, take some shots with these wide receivers. You know, keep trying to get the deep ball going with Bateman. Uh, Odell should have plenty of room for his his slants that he loves. Flowers could do whatever he wants to do, um, but you know. I still can't say it's a definite win because we certainly know that our our passing offense can just come out here and and do nothing. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know we thought against the Chargers we were going to see really a really big passing attack and it didn't didn't quite go that way. But hopefully with the bye week uh, again, West Coast Dome team coming here uh, to play in which is going to be at least the somewhat chilly weather of uh, you know twenty twenty three December Maryland and you know. <laughs> On paper, looks like a good matchup. We'll see if the Ravens execute. They have to be better on third down. That's the key. They were like three for or four for thirteen, uh, and that was just absolutely stifling drives, and making it very difficult on them. They got to be better than that. That's it. I think that's the <laughs> uh, and that comes down to the passing game more than maybe the running game. Absolutely, yeah. It's like we said at the top of the show. Who's gonna Who's gonna develop to be that guy that that Lamar is going to? going to be the, you know, the new Andrews just be like, okay, it's third down. I know if no one else can do it, I've got, I've got Zay, I've got Odell. I've got who, who, who do I got? You know? And we'll see. We'll see who that ends up being. We want to go into score predictions and bowl predictions. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. I'll, I'll start us off. There's a uh, 43 point over under Ravens favorite by seven. The X factor is like, I don't know if I'm at this game or not, yo. <laughs> unclear peter has my ticket if i go i'm buying a ticket last minute so it's like does that have any influence no no influence but i'm just like i don't know man what what am i hoping for do i want it to be an unremarkable game if i can't make it but we still win <laughs> or i want it to be a total beat down uh i think i think that they're going to do quite well and and slow down Stafford considerably. So I'm I'm thinking we're looking at like I don't think it's going to be gangbusters from the offense. 27, I think maybe 27 points for the offense and then I'll give 10 10 full points to the to the Rams. So that's that's what I'm predicting there. They cover comfortably and then for my bold prediction I'm going to say, is it like 150 keen all-purpose yards old enough? I think so. Yeah, no, right. that's good. Think so. 150 keen all-purpose yards. If he's ever done that in his career, it was, it was Seattle. Um, let's, look, let's look up how many he had there. How much was that? Uh, in that game, Keaton Mitchell had 138 yards on the ground and minus four through the air. So, yep, that would be a career high for him. I'd say that's bold. That definitely feels bold. I feel <laughs> uncomfortably bold, but hey, that's what we do, right? <laughs> hey, there you go. All right, for myself, um, yeah, I think it's just it's just really hard for me to 
to know how seriously or not to take this Rams team. Um, my lean is they're starting to get healthy. Um, because, I mean, you look at last year, Stafford was never fully right. He came into the year with an injury. And uh, the seven touchdowns he's had in the past two games, um, that's the most he's had by far between, over two games in quite some time. And look, the guy's one of the, one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he's, when he's out there healthy. I have no idea about the health of Cup, but I mean, Puka... Puka's something. Puka's something, and you've got. I, I think that this is going to be a tough matchup for the offensive line for the Ravens. So, I actually think this is going to be a little bit of a low, lower scoring game than maybe both it would be expected with these two offenses out there. I'm going to go 23 to 17 Ravens, and my bold prediction is going to be we're going to get a, a, a double dip of touchdowns from the tight ends. Touchdown for likely, and touchdown for. Kolar. All right. Um, I'm going to go 35-13 Ravens. And um, yeah, I'm feeling good about the offense. Um, the other thing too, um, I think the Ravens have matched up well against Stafford historically. Um, you know, even uh, even the matchup that we had, was it last year, two years ago? 21, yeah, two when, years ago. When he was 21. It was a good matchup. Uh, I just don't think the offense was uh, quite there. It was kind of, um, you know, that was, that was in that period Lamar's hurt and, uh, you know, the offense has kind of fallen apart that season. So um, that wasn't there, but I think the defense matches up pretty well. I think this defense is just another level um, than what the Rams have faced. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like they're going to be surprised a little bit. My bold prediction, Roquan is going to get a interception. Finally, you look at it and just you know uh, the stat sheet. He's got a ton of tackles, 126 tackles, uh, total tackles this season, which is a lot. But uh, but only uh, one and a half sacks and uh, one forced fumble from the last game. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I, th- I think he's due. I think he's due for another one. So let's get him an interception. Oh, certainly love that. Well, we love to hear your bold predictions. Your score predictions? Do you think that we're going to come out of this bye week humming? Let us know. You can find us on Twitter at WinningPod. You can comment on YouTube at WinningPod. Send us an email, WinningPod at gmail.com. And I'm going to hand over the show to the boys. I'll be back eventually. Hopefully, very swiftly, but I can say with full confidence, I'm not going to be around for any uh, any shows next week. But I'll uh, send in my bold prediction. I'll make sure to do that. Got to keep, gotta keep it on the record, right? <laughs> Appreciate you guys uh, holding down the fort, and we'll be back. And, of course, stay with me, guys. Go Go Ravens. Ravens.